0: Good evening, hi everyone, welcome into the Irish NFL show, it is week 2, week 2 of the NFL season already, it seems like we were debating about uh, the draft many many moons ago, Uh, Michael McQuaid, Colm Cronin, Brian O'Leary, how are we doing gents, are you all ready for your uh, bank holiday weekend, Colm how, how are you doing?
1: Uh, ready to get hurt again, Michael. We do it we do it all over again, week two, and yeah, can't can't come quickly enough to be
0: honest. Hell of a game last night, Brian. Uh, great great win for the Chiefs and the Chargers really put a marker down to show what they could maybe do if they actually hold out a lead.
2: Well they they always run each other close no matter what the circumstances are. Um, obviously they a not expected of the Chargers this year. But it played in the in the manner that I expected, I thought the Chiefs would find a way just to get over the line, and they did. Um, I suppose we could get into, well, you know, it's funny because we have spoke for so long about this particular division and how stacked it is and how aggressive every team has been in the off-season in terms of upgrading their team. And I think what we've seen in the past week is two, two quarterbacks in the division not being really allowed to play to the caliber in which they have, you know, within them. Uh, obviously, Monday night with Russell. Wilson and then I felt a little bit, um, and Colin would agree with me that Herbert was held back slightly last night in terms of some of the play calling, which was quite unusual because he can make pretty much every, every play. But yeah, you know, it was a great game. Chiefs fans will be happy. They're 2 0, they're top of the division. Um, I felt they had to win that game last night to stop the Chargers getting two wins in the division, never mind the fact that they're only, you know, they mm-hmm. laid in a marker. But um, it was it was a great game for Thursday night, and, you know, Amazon Prime will be happy going home with the, the opening game on their schedule of Thursday night games
0: they really delivered you could argue Uh, yes no mark tonight but we're here to preview um, all of the week 2 Sunday games and we'll be back for a double bill on Monday night at 9 o'clock for two games if you're watching this on YouTube please comment and we will get to your comments towards the end of this broadcast if you are listening on the podcast there are different segments available from now until the Game starts on Sunday. Check out a link in our YouTube bio for NFL Game Pass this weekend. There's giveaways going on on Instagram, on Twitter, on Saturday and Sunday. And finally, we are presented by Cassidy Travel. There are two bookings of the week. They're Ireland's biggest travel agents. Dolphins against the Jets on the the weekend of the 7th of January. You can email jaydonohow at cassidytravel.ie or the Steelers against the Ravens in week 14. A bit tasty, uh, 899 per person return. Colin, you have one more thing to add here before we get to... Our picks and our analysis of this game week and that is about our new pick competition yeah
1: yeah we uh, have uh, i think uh, partnered um with uh somebody I have, I was not expecting Michael to throw me uh, the ball. I feel a bit like Gerald Everett Fonzo, right, right now. Fonzo. Uh, I well, uh, I, 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 was, I was gassed. I was calling call to be taken out of the game. And instead, uh, Harper threw the ball towards me. And it's a pick six. Uh, yes. Br- Brian, do you want to talk a bit about this?
2: <laughs> you're, you're handing the ball off to me. Yeah, look, um, people may have picked up on the social media uh, notification window today. We have partnered up with Fanzo, who who have a really insightful app and allows you to essentially join the Irish NFL show league competition, league table, whatever you want to call it. And basically, for the people who come in and give us a bit of slagging throughout the course of the season, and sometimes they challenge our our thoughts on games and teams, You know, lay it on the line, put your picks together and join the competition. There is prizes as well. There's uh, jerseys to give away. Um, The winner gets a jersey, and I believe if we meet a particular number in terms of people subscribing to the league will also have an additional jersey to provide so we are keen to give something back to the people who watch the show and it's a it's a bit of corrective entertainment there's no cost so j- you know join in and uh Michael have a new banner maybe michael to put up in on run no um i'm sure we'll be promoting it throughout the course of the weekend because if you want to be in it you really need to be in by the start of this weekend otherwise you're going to lose out on you lagging down the bottom of the table actually
0: it starts in week three apparently it seems to start for everyone week three but yeah like look colin i publicly apologize for throwing you under the bus <laughs> and let's just thank fanzo yeah check out social media it's on our twitter page the whole week there or the whole day today so check it out uh, and join i'm in it as well and you get to see our picks i think before yeah. they're yeah. aired here thought you were going to thank me
2: for uh, taking the ball and running into the end zone for for colin there i thought that was quite good
1: I I am I'm happy you did that. Uh, I, I I got po- I got popped a bit like Leonard Fournette on Michael Parsons last week, but Brian was there to recover the fumble and uh and, and take it down the field. <laughs> I
2: thought you were going to say like Travis Kelsey got popped last night. <laughs>
0: okay, that was that. Yeah, I didn't expect that to bang on Twitter last night. Welcome in everyone. Uh, first game that we're going to look at is the Miami Dolphins, who are one and going up against the Baltimore Ravens, who are one and Um one and zero, I mean in, in, in Layman's terms. No Mark C tonight. Um Colm, do you want to start us off with your pick for this game this weekend?
1: Yeah, this is uh, should be a really good matchup uh, between kind of two intriguing sides, different, obviously, styles of head coach. One of the, the young, youngest head coaches and newest head coaches in the league coming up against uh, somebody really experienced, obviously, in in Harbaugh. Uh, the, the last time that the Ravens went into Baltimore, it was week eight, uh, 2017, and the Ravens put a 40 zip beat down on the uh, but I, I think this game will probably be more influenced a little bit like last year's game because even though the Dolphins made the change of head coach and they brought in the players that they did there, they got the defensive coordinator in place and a lot of the same pieces are in place. And last year they went all out; they blitzed uh, Lamar, the twenty-four blitzes, which involved a defensive back. And that was the the most since 2015 in in the league, which it was it was it was unexpected. Everyone, I think, kind of, um, you know, Miami were were struggling at the time um, and they they brought this out. They went super aggressive. I wouldn't expect it to be as aggressive this time around, but I would expect something uh, similar. The problem for Lamar and the Ravens is last year, um, Lamar's made 50 career starts and last year's game was his second worst, his game against the, the Dolphins. For me, this comes down to um, also not just that side, but can two has got to be better. I expect he will be better. Um, and I am going to to go for the Dolphins and Mike McDaniel to cause a little bit of a surprise and go to 2-0. and
2: um, Colm says it was it was one of Lamar's worst games in Miami. He only ran for 29 yards in that game. Yeah, you're right. He had a very bad night. And at that, that stage of the season, it looked like the Dolphins were were well on their way in terms of not having a good season. They picked it up thereafter. It's hard not to, I suppose, identify that game because it is quite recent. And where Lamar wasn't injured at that stage, and the, the, the Ravens looked like they were going in the right direction, it was a big shock at the time. And there was players like Brandon Jones who's is safety really strong for it. For his rising star did a great game that night. Hovland had a great game that night. And as you said, they haven't done a lot of changes defensively. So you would expect that they would look to maybe match that and go with something kind of similar in terms of the strategy. But the problem is you go one on one. In that game they left single man throughout the course of the in the secondary. And at that stage the Ravens didn't have a lot of players in terms of wide receivers. But the Ravens have got their wide receivers back now. Bateman had it has had its finally seen so taking the bat and he was their rookie last year he got a lot of injuries and then obviously last you know he's come back fresh he scored a touchdown last week two great touchdowns last week from from jackson that concerns me if they want to go down that road in terms of blitzing them all all day long at home in baltimore you know i think jackson will expose them in the, in because it seems maturing in terms of strong ability uh defensively last weekend for, for the ravens like three they had three sacks they had two, two turnovers like they got they seem to be getting the grips with what they want from the new um defensive coordinator, which was not to be gone, but it's heavy, essentially, the, the, the opposite of what Miami have done. I'm going to go Ravens. I think um, it's, it is a pickup. I, I think it's a bit of a pick-up game because, you know, we, where um, the Dolphins have gone on you know, with the talent they have offensively, you would expect them to be able to put up points in this game, but you would expect as well that the Ravens' offense can can put up points. They had a reasonably comfortable game last weekend. They didn't really get going to the tour quarter. I kind of see them being a bit more proactive in the first half in this game on Sunday and being ready for from the off, um, I'll take uh, the Ravens to win.
0: And Mark C, Mark C is taking the Ravens as well. Um, I, I think it's pretty clear for me, uh, while the Dolphins won last week, they won seven against the, well, well, we'll talk about the Patriots going up against the Cedars in the bet, you know, two, I think, had won one. Touchdown and 270 yards last week. Um, we need to see more from the wide receiver core, but I do think the Ravens are overall a better team. Um, with J.K. Dobbins going in as well with Mark Andrews in that combination on both sides on both sides of the offense. I think it's honestly I, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's my lock of the week, but I think the Ravens are going to be a force to be reckoned with because for me it'll be the Chiefs to Chargers the Bills and the Ravens last four in the AFC as a stance at the minute I think they're the best teams on offence and defence at the minute and I think the Ravens will win this comfortably on Sunday Uh, I hope as a neutral that won't happen but for me it has to be Lamar it has to be Lamar playing for a contract obviously now as well and quite frankly enjoying his popcorn and enjoying his juice fair play to him at the minute have you seen the memes all week but yeah uh, I'm going with uh, the Ravens Mark is going with the Ravens as well and that is it for that game Uh, a commanding win for the Ravens last week and now we're gonna talk about the commanders column who had a commanding win oh, I'm getting bored of that already sorry the, the Washington football commanders uh, won against the Jacksonville Jaguars last week 28 to 22 Carson Wentz had over 300 yards passing two touchdowns uh, from my approximation of my memory but two interceptions also he definitely had two picks anyway Mr. Unreliable going up against Jared Goff and a resurgent Lions team who scored 35 points last week against the Eagles. What's your thoughts on this game, man?
1: Well, you got two uh, long-suffering fan bases uh, in in this one. Um, just to, to compare, uh, so their record since 2000... Uh, the the Lions have zero playoff wins, and the Commanders have one. The Lion, the Lions have won thirty four percent of their games since the year two thousand. The Commanders have won forty one percent. the The Lions have had eleven head coaches since uh, two thousand, and the Commanders have had. 10 Uh, so um, both of these sides are hoping i suppose for a change of fortune uh this season the lions go into this um you guys will know know the odds given the betting podcast that that you do but the lions haven't been favored um since november of 2020 and on that occasion they lost 20 zip to the Panthers. Um, I, I'm not expecting that to, to be the case this time around. Um, I am concerned that they are missing probably possibly the uh, well, one of um, the top three certainly centers in the, the game, if not the, the best in Frank Ragnall. Um, he is out. But I think that um, they came so close last week. Dan Campbell needs to turn this around. I think there'll be a raucous crowd um, in Detroit. They want to believe in Dan Campbell. They want to believe in this Lions team. Um, and, uh, while Carson Wentz can be brilliant and he's capable of, of having an MVP type season, um, he's also completely unpredictable and you don't know what you'll get from from week to week. And for that reason, I'm going to say that the the Lions managed to avoid going 0 2 2. You
0: got, Brian?
2: Well, I've been kind of I have delved into this game and I delved into the Lions' performance last week and once offensively was very good defensively. Again, it's just like the old lines. They weren't at the races. There was no turnovers in the game. They got back to 38-35 and there was three and a half minutes to go and yet they still couldn't find a way to get the Eagles off the field when the Eagles had kind of started in the second half. They got exposed in the secondary. Um, they got some good cornerbacks in the secondary. You know, Jeff Kuda, uh oh, jeez, how do we play it? Uwarae, and he's been highly thought of. Say that again. Last... <laughs> but anyway, there's high things expected of those two guys and yet last weekend... AJ Brown, 155 yards off 10 catches. He, and in the fourth quarter, he didn't do very much. So you kind of wrapped that into three quarters. If he did play four quarters, what would have been probably an average of around 190, maybe 185? you got Curtis Samuel and you got McLaren. And now you've got Dotson, who scored two touchdowns on his, on his rookie day. But now I know we've seen drop offs very quickly on, on rookies who used do well in their first game because there's so much unexpectedness around how they'll play, whether they be in the playbook? But he had a strong game. Yeah, Carson was two, two picks and I, to be honest, I felt that the Jags kind of drew that game a little bit because they were in the red zone so many times and kept taking field goals. But I don't trust this Lions defense. Um, I would like to see the Lions win. I like the Dan Campbell program. We've, we spoke about how highly entertaining he is. Yeah, they put up points, but I think Wentz is becoming a bit of a gunslinger like you know it's like as if this is my last opportunity i'm gonna go for it and he probably will go for it and he'll get picked off but i think they'll still find a way to win the game i think it'll be another high scoring game similar to last week but i think the washington commanders will find a way to go
0: 2-0 sorry only clicks in the background there and um, mark Cockerell is going for detroit and i'm gonna shout this out whenever it's relevant if we're not agreeing mark hogan's going for washington as well so everyone is you and agreeing on something here, Brian. It's it's uh, it's it's uh, it's a love affair with Washington. Big NFC team as well. Who knows what'll be happening? she's right off that division at the minute. I mean, if the Eagles were to lose Monday night, and the... oh yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about the Giants and all them in a wee bit. Um, can I just apologize to the Commanders fans? Carson Wentz had four touchdowns last week, not two. He had two picks, uh, over three hundred and ten yards on the day, three hundred and thirteen yards on the day against uh, against the Jaguars team. I mean. It was the Jaguars. The Detroit Lions put up 35 last week. If they're capable of putting up 35 against the Philadelphia Eagles, who I presume will win the NFC East this season, then surely they're fit to put up at least 28 to 32 points against the Commanders. I can't see Carson Wentz going out this week and throwing four touchdowns again. And I think Simp Brown and uh, what's the guy's name? TJ Hawkinson will have a day. And I'm picking the Lions, man brian you're you're all on your own uh well with, with Ho- hoagie bear as well but in terms of the graphics you're you're all on your own and hopefully this is the only time tonight that you're all on your own for certain games we'll uh, we'll see and these lads don't know what picks apart from the producer right uh that is the end of this podcast segment if you want to listen to other segments including what we're talking about next the colts against the jaguars uh, and brady going up against the new orleans saints uh you can on our podcast network thank you very much for the support Okay, the next game that we're gonna look at, folks, is the Indianapolis Colts going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars column, the roar of the Jaguars. It is uh no, you know what you know what was because I was making graphics for next week. Next week column is the um the bowl game between the two teams. It should have had the Irish kicker and I've literally forgot the, the guy's name. How have I forgot his name? I'm having a really, really rough day today, in case you're wondering. Yeah, I'm flat James to the McCourt. Man. James McCourt. Jesus, lads, I'm sorry. James, next week is the James McCourt Bowl. It's the Chargers against the Jaguars. Uh, nice game for the for the for the Chargers next week. The winner gets James McCourt. But this week, Column, you got Matt Ryan who had a. Is it fair to say a shaky start last week against the Houston Texans? Albeit to be fair to Matt Ryan, he is new in Indianapolis and it's going to take him time. What's your thoughts on this game?
1: Well, I think in fairness to Matt Ryan, he wasn't helped by some of the play calling from his head coach last week. Frank Reich overall is generally a very good play caller, but he occasionally gets it wrong. And um, last week was definitely one of those occasions. Um you know, there's been a lot of shade thrown at the NFC East over um, the last few years, um, but the AFC South last week, they the entire division went winless, and two of the teams played each other. Um, so that's uh, quite quite something for uh, an, an season opener. the The Colts haven't won like uh, I suppose it shouldn't have been a surprise because Colts haven't won a season opener in nine attempts. And um, they have a, they've lost seven consecutive road games to to the Jags, uh, which is is quite something. Uh, for for me, I think look, you could get into it, and there there are a lot of reasons. And I'm sure we're going to talk about some second year QBs uh, later in the show. But um, there's an awful lot of shade thrown at people like Trey Lance. Trevor Lawrence needs to show that. He can step up. He has not really, really shown it. We've seen the merest kind of glimpses of it. But for some reason... The Jags have the the Colts number. It makes no sense. Um, there are always surprises in the NFL. And I'm going to say that the Jags continue to surprise. And I think uh, the Colts are one of those teams that very often find themselves in a hole and have to kind of drag their way back out of it. I think that's going to be the case again this uh, this year.
2: There's another story on like the coaching situation you've got. You know, Doug Peterson, head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, who wins the Super Bowl, and Frank Reich, who was his offensive coordinator when they won that Super Bowl. And now they're going up against each other, and they probably know each other very well, and they know how they will think they now have to exploit one where come Sunday. I kind of agree with you on the Trevor Lawrence's situation. I, read it, I listened to a podcast, if you are, and they're saying, you know, when is. When is the right coach or the right coordinator going to get the best out of Trevor Allen? I mean, pump the brakes. Running one game into a new season, they scored twenty-two points last weekend. He he, he threw for two hundred seventy-five yards, and yet people are already questioning whether he has the right people around them. There was a lot of missed opportunities last week in the red zone. They really, you know, they could have really should have won that game. I felt um, didn't didn't materialise. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll look to bounce back this week. I agree with you on this situation. It's like one of those. They just seem to have the Indian sign over this Colts team. Because the team that we all felt uh, going into the Texans last week with Matt Ryan there and all the positivity and we spoke to the GM during the summer and everybody was talking about how much of an influence he's had on the team and yeah, I can understand the play calling at times was a bit conservative and some of the players didn't step up there was a lot of drop balls but we all felt Matt Ryan would be the one who would lead them to wins against teams, lesser, lesser teams that they've been struggling against and that didn't materialise last weekend okay, they got away with the draw Um and the Jags' defence was, they gave up a lot of points last week and there were some really bright spots, in particular the rookies and in particular Devin Lloyd who had a really good game. I'm siding with the Jags here as well. I think, um, well, I'm not, according to Michael. But I did go back and forth in this game, so I will give Michael the benefit down here because I did, I did declare the declare the I was sitting winner. in the
0: Tesco car park at 2 <laughs> o'clock stocking up for the weekend because I can't go on Monday or Sunday because it's closed and um, get a text from Brian O'Leary. I'm making a change, and I thought... <laughs> Aye, <laughs> I, I, I. Good, good luck. Uh, yeah, you're, I, 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 I can, I, I can confirm that Brian is picking the Jaguars
2: yeah i am the jags so we'll x that out in a photograph later on and then do a pointer to say it's definitely the jags and when our graphic comes out on sunday i'll get on to hoagie bear and say make sure that it is a jags graphic as opposed to <laughs> the Colts. i am going with the jags to we, we, on the column We here we need call them screen... hoagie bear on this
0: broadcast <laughs> <laughs> two games in there. i've just updated my... the document as well so you are officially all in on the, uh, okay. the roar of the jaguars well done. okay
2: and then come Monday, i'll just screenshot this and say i was right <laughs>
0: I hit the wrong button there, so all my picks are in. Uh, let me be honest, be a first start. Mark C is going. Mark C. Mark C. Mark Hawker is going with the Indianapolis Colts in this game. I'm going with the Colts because I think Matt Ryan, after having a 64% completion percentage last week, is going to have to play better and more efficient in this offense, especially when you have Jonathan Taylor um, and Pittman there as well. Uh, he needs to get the ball down the field more. He needs to be putting up 27 to 34 points to try and get this over the line for them. But this is the game they must win. If they want to go and win the AFC South, because the Titans, lads... Let's just put it out there now. The Titans are going to 1-2. The Titans are not going to Buffalo this week and beating them, right? So they... Oh... Yeah, okay. Well... We'll talk about it on Monday. And look, there's a lot of, load of Titans lads in Ireland. And they're good lads. And I, I like the Titans. I like what the Titans done last season. I think they've had a very difficult start to the season with what happened with Rabel last week. And Jesus, I mean, they lost to the New York Giants. It couldn't get much worse unless you'd maybe lost to like the Seahawks or someone like that there. So it's it's one of those things. Um, for me, I think the Colts will get the win in this game. I do think um, when you go to Jacksonville, you need to play a certain way. Matt Ryan needs to get that ball down the field from the very, very start of this game. And... Um, and I can't, I can't pick the Jags after what they've done to they our wee lad, James. I can't I can't pick them, lads. I cannot pick them. I'm sorry. I, I can't do it. Uh, you've got a point to make Mr. Jaguars fan, O'Leary.
2: Yes, to Mr. Mr. Jaguars, I'm asking myself which quarterback is going to handle the heat more on Sunday. Would it be Trevor Lawrence or Matt Ryan? Because it's supposed to be an extremely, extremely hot day in jacksonville i've learned now we have to start checking weather forecast for games and um, it's supposed to be an absolute right enough, because
0: Mar- mark Cockerell gave us a beating verbally last week for saying that it was hot in miami and it wasn't an issue and i was like definitely is like i mean you, you, you could see like, it last week and um, like folks if you're listening to the podcast brian has got his colts colors on as well so uh, he's, he's all ready for the game this week so definitely looking forward to it the, ne- the to next you, game I, is
2: hmm? i thought these were giants colors but there you go
0: Giants is more of a different shade of blue. I mean, I've got my Raiders colours on if you want to go like that in terms of black. Um, well, let's look at the next game. you got Tampa Bay going up against New Orleans. Uh, this is an interesting game because I haven't looked at this in a couple of days, Colin, but Tom Brady did not practice on Wednesday for no reason given. There was more than seven or eight players on the injury list, and to be fair, a lot of these lads will play. There are... I, 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 I want to explain this in a respectful way, Genuinely. Does it seem that there are maybe a lot of things going on off the field at the moment for Tom Brady? This is a guy who's had an incredible career and doesn't earn, doesn't owe anybody anything and will most likely walk away at the end of this year. I I, I don't know. I don't know. Is his head fully in a column this year? Do you think so?
1: Um, whether well, whether it is or not, it won't it won't matter until the the playoffs. I think essentially it's going to be is, is Tom. Are, are things okay come January? Because um, they have a, a great roster, they've got good coaches, and he's still um, a, an exceptionally good quarterback. I mean, when you, when you look, I suppose, at the injury lists uh, for for this game, it's uh, it's like uh, an infirmary in terms of the the two teams. Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, Julio Jones, and Russell Gage are all questionable for the Bucks. Kamara, Traquan Smith. Jameis and Mark Ingram are all questionable uh, for for the Saints, so it will be interesting. Yes, I, I imagine most of them will be good to go, but you know what? Um, how, how much, I suppose, will it impact on them? You know, it's a divisional matchup, so players are, are going to want to, to get out there, but um, we we will have to see. For for me, um, the. This is definitely a game which could go either way, and the Saints have obviously had the Bucks number in the regular season, but I thought Todd Bowles was very clever with his comments uh, this week. He essentially challenged his team. He said, people talk about it being a rivalry. It can't be a rivalry when it's so one-sided. We need to start winning games. When Tom Todd Bowles lays the challenge down like that, Tom Brady and co. Uh, usually respond and I have them responding here and the Bucks winning.
2: When I look to the Bucks injury list, Colin has called it up very well. Like there's a number, numerous players on this questionable, doubtful list, but the reality is I think on both sides, I think point out most of them will play on Sunday. So I think Godwin really realistically is the only one that is gone. He's gone for a couple of weeks with his hamstring injury. And last weekend's, the Bucks' offense was it was manageable. They did they, they knew the game was won because defensively they, they were so dominant on the on the Cowboys and they didn't really have to go beyond that. And Michael Parsons in the fourth quarter fourth quarter was really impactful. He had two sacks on on Brady and then he didn't really do much thereafter because they seemed to have kind of found a way to adapt to that situation. Uh, I looked at the Saints' defense and I was actually quite disappointed with the Saints' defense because we spoke so highly of them and Cameron Jordan who had twelve and a half sacks last year. We thought he'd ripped up the falcons didn't have one second mariota in that game and like bearing in mind that what they were up against that was that was quite surprising look they got back they got the win they got michael thomas back looking re-energized really landry's there he had a of nice catches last week olave from what he did in the game looked good and i really should be picking the Saints because because they've had their number and They've obviously find ways to get them get it done, but it is two new head coaches. Essentially to me it's a brand new ride. We're starting all over again. Dennis Allen versus the top Bowser and for that reason I'm gonna stick with the Patriots. Or oh, sorry, the Patriots. The... <laughs> <Brady's back. laughs> I'm gonna pick with see Brady it's still in my head. I'm gonna stick with Brady and I'm gonna stick with the Bucks and we'll come to the Patriots pick shortly.
0: Get her bucked, as they say up in Belfast. The Bucks. Uh, Mark Cockerel going with the Bucks. Um, <laughs> I think we all know where this is going. Uh, last week in the Cowboys game, the that look, that, that was a difficult game for the Bucs because you had a number of different things going on in the off-season with the new coach, Brady really having that 10-day period off, which was apparently agreed before, so all this sort of stuff stuff going on in his personal life, which has no relevance to the show, which we'll not talk about. Um, for all that the Dallas Cowboys offense wasn't, last week, really got the ball down the field, but there was numerous occasions where the defensive players got to him and we talked I think I talked anyway last week about the offensive line and the issues and that change and okay the guys some of the guys that are coming in there are good players but it's not at the level in which it was he doesn't have the same protection the Saints and this is where it goes in terms of this whole week one over reaction thing the Saints did not play amazingly well against the Falcons last week and came back and done really really well in the end up and um, personally for me I think when you have Kamara and Thomas and then that defense with uh, Lattimore and uh, Honey Badger as well this is my lock of the week, lads. I think I think the Bucs are beaten. I think the Bucks are gonna get beat against the against the Saints. No doubt about it whatsoever in the Superdome and I personally think Brady will struggle in this game and score under score under 17 points. The Bucs will score under 17 points. I feel that the defence will get to him and he'll struggle and I think the Saints are very, very good value at two and a half point underdogs against the Bucks, uh, and I would be very confident. And do you know what? In fact, I'm going to go put a bet on them tomorrow. I'm going to put 50p or 50 cents, depending on where I place the bet. Any comments on that before we move on?
2: 50 euro, maybe.
1: 50 euro. The only thing I'd say is I I agree that the Bucks line isn't where it was last year, but I don't think the Saints line is where it is either. And, And I think the issue for the Saints is going to be that the well, there might be questions on the Bucks O line, the Bucks D line is phenomenal in terms of uh, stopping the the run. Uh, so it's going to to be all on Jameis. And yeah, like look, Mike Thomas, it was great to see him back. Last week and doing what he does. He missed essentially two uh, years. We, we as fans lost out on seeing Mike Thomas, uh, who is an outstanding wide receiver. Uh, It'll just be very interesting to see can they lean into that for the entirety of the game.
2: We, we didn't see a lot from Kamara last week because he was carrying a rib injury and he's still deemed to be questionable because of that injury and we saw Taysom Hill which was kind of a bit of a forgotten man because everybody felt he was going to go back to playing tight end because he, he's been taken away from the, the quarterback situation but he again was used in that kind of explosive offense where he can take the ball essentially and run 50, 60 yards. Kamara, if, 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 I can see the valid points as to why the Saints, when I exit, I should be picking the Saints but I still think Brady will find a way to get it done. If the Saints are to win, Kamara has to have a game, in my opinion. They can't be reliant on Winston to be getting the ball down the field because we did see, and I know you're what you're saying about the Cowboys offense, but we did see a really dominant Bucks defense last weekend. And if they play to that caliber again, Winston throwing the ball down the field throughout the course of the game isn't going to work. They're going to have to spread it out and get the run game going. And that that means Kamara essentially in the backfield or else taking receptions and going 30, 40 yards.
0: Time will tell. What games are on Sky Sports this week? Anyone know?
2: I do, I do. Uh, I can give you the, uh, the nine o'clock game. I know it's definitely Seattle at the Niners, and the six o'clock game is um, I don't know.
0: <laughs> it's for a man that sits in Sky Sports all week, I'm I'm very impressed. So the nine o'clock game is not the Cardinals against the Raiders. It's this is Seattle. Right, okay, okay. We'll maybe get to that at some point and talk about that okay well this is the end of this segment on the show Uh, and if you are listening to this broadcast back on the podcast thank you so much i did not even mean to rhyme broadcast and podcast together that's that's just the magic folks week two Uh, please do give us a like share subscribe if you're on youtube and we'll be back in the next segment if you're listening in the podcast okay in the next segment we are going to quick fire some games uh okay Right, so just a reminder, we are presented by Cassidy Travel and you can find out all the information in the bio below in terms of holidays. And remember, you can organise your own NFL holiday. Any game, any city, Cassidy Travel will sort it out for you. So do check it out. Um, quick fire round. Column, you're going to go first and you're going to talk about, in my opinion, one of the key matchups of this week. Joseph is Flacco going up against um, Jacoby Brissett for the Cleveland Browns who are 1 and 0 and I'm presuming you're going to make a pick very quickly here so go for it my friend
1: Yeah in in fairness to the the Browns they got the victory last week and their rookie kicker came through for them They the Browns are actually looking to go 2 and 0 for the first time since 90 uh, 1993, uh, which is quite something uh, for me. Uh, look, the, the Jets, it it long-suffering, and we saw uh, Salah come out this week and say he's taken names on people who are writing them off, but I don't know how you can you know i think that they're going places with joe flacco talked last week um i think he's now lost 17 of his last 19 starts uh it's, it's a disaster he used a statue at the the back and he's going up against you know possibly the premier pass rusher um uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit later on to somebody i think could potentially rival rival miles garrett but um miles garrett is absolutely phenomenal um I would expect uh, the, the browns to lean into the run game in in this um and for the for the jets until they can move on from flacco it it's very tough for them they have some good pieces obviously, and they you know seem to be playing for Salah, but I just cannot see how um they can get the, the win over uh this Browns team. Because it's Kobe Brissett, I don't imagine it's going to be very high scoring. Um you know they it'll but it'll be competitive. But for me the Browns are going two and for the first time since nineteen ninety
0: three. I'm gonna take the Browns. Bri Bri who are you taking? Browns. And Mr Cockerell is taking the Browns, everyone's taking the Browns. So, uh, you're going to talk about the Houston-Denver game. Uh, Brian? I'm going to talk
2: about the Houston-Denver game. I'm not sure what I should start by discussing Monday night's game. It's no, because was, to...
0: it's it's a quick fire segment and it was four days ago and we don't want to talk about it, so no, but I let's think
2: there's, go. There's, there's a scorn of that game. Look, for me, the Broncos have to win this game convincingly to take alleviate the pressure off the head coach because of what happened on Monday night. I'm, I'm joking, I'm not going to get too into the game, but for me, it was a very bad start from a coaching perspective. I thought throughout the course of the game um, he didn't call a really good game. I thought defensively they were really, really strong in the second half. They they figured out Geno Smith, they adjusted at halftime, they made the changes um, and they held them to no points in the second half and yet didn't find the game to win. Ultimately for me what I was disappointed in was they didn't go after that weak secondary enough for Seattle. I think it was like nine plays before they went after and the Texans have a really strong uh, secondary now I would, I would add with, the new, with what we saw from their high pick in the, in the first round last weekend and some other players they, they they matched up well against the Colts and they'll they'll try to match up well against the Bron- uh, the Broncos receivers the Broncos receivers are very talented and ultimately I think this weekend they'll correct the wrongs and they will go after that secondary and they will exploit a Texans team that are let's be fair they're, they're down the bottom of the league for a reason and I think they'll be a comfortable win I don't see it being a high scoring game in fact I think See, Russell Wilson, that's twice I've done that tonight. I think what we'll find with Russell Wilson, he'll he'll go out early, he'll get touchdowns, and then I think he's a lean on the run game. And Williams will exploit that Texans defense throughout the course of the game. And I was really impressed with with Randy Gregory. He's had his faults, and I criticised him in the off season But I felt he was a star player last week. And I would imagine going up against Tunstall in this game, he will find ways to to exploit that and get to the quarterback. So for me, it's a comfortable win for the Broncos, and they need it. They need it after last
0: Monday. Callum and going with the Texans. Who you going with? I'm joking. Going with the Broncos. Who hey, you picking?
1: Going with the Broncos to bounce
0: back. I'm going to look at the Atlanta LA Rams game. Now I had to look twice at a number of different schedules this week. There's a couple like obviously there's a few teams that are playing two home games in a row and then going on the road for a good bit. The Rams are one of these teams that are playing the uh, the home game again this week and they've had quite a good break and I think that will really put it in their favour. I did think by the start of week two or at least by today or tomorrow that Odell Beckham would have been back with the Rams but he seems to be taking a bit of a, um, a sabbatical if you will. The Rams on offense did not work well in game in in the first game. Whenever Stafford got out of the pocket, it was too jaded. It was too lackluster. Yes, there were situations where he found it was either Taylor Higby or Cooper Cup, but in terms of the four quarters, it did not even out well. And I think there is issues there with with the McVay offense in trying in terms of trying to get them back to the level they were at last season, and that could take them time. The good thing for the Rams is the Falcons are. Um, how do I say this? They're not they're not great now they they nearly shocked the Saints big time last week and it was a, it was a, a, seriously a massive uh, massive on the verge of being a massive upset as far as I was concerned the Falcons had a one last week I think everyone's, everyone's reactions would have changed the whole the whole of this week they're not going to win this week they're not like the the Rams need to win this week it's almost as if the NFC West at the minute hasn't even started yet because the Seahawks are 1-0 and the rest of the teams are 0-1 the Rams will go out they'll win this game I, I don't know what the handicap is I would guess it's minus 10 I would take that and I wouldn't put the mortgage on it metaphorically be gamble aware but I do feel that the Rams will comfortably win this game Column one word Oh, he's oh,
1: hit the, hit the Hit the wrong button on the, the <laughs> trying to unmute un- un- <laughs> myself. Uh, no, for, for me, yeah, the, the Rams are, are bouncing back. Uh, the Falcons can't score points, uh, but the defense won't be good enough.
2: Rams all the way, lockstep with you, blow out.
0: And we're not talking about Derby County, boys. Right. Uh, Patriots against the Steelers is the next game coming up. Now I have been very vocal on my support for every team in this league, but I do want to make it very clear to people, column that um, the pick that I'm going to make tonight is based on this game and this game only, and I have no bias towards any team. And I do respect the Patriots' their history, and I respect Bill Belichick. And I'm intrigued to see our picks tonight because the Patriots struggled last week against the Dolphins. They really, really did. And um, I think everyone would, would want to see the Patriots uh, challenge in the AFC East I for one would love that because it would put 20p or 20 cents into Mark Cockerell make him all happy and stuff on the show but I think he's in for a tough year and I'd love, I would love—I can't wait to hear your picks um, that's a regardless column who's a quarterback for the Steelers that defence and going into what used to be called Heinz Field now has a really weird name with Mike Tomlin is difficult any week but this week, certainly what they're coming off, it's it's a difficult situation for them. The game's in Foxborough, isn't it? is not it? Just realising? No, no. No, it's not. Uh, it's happy days, happy days. Colin, the stage is yours.
1: Yeah, no, if, if the game wasn't Foxborough, I'd probably feel a little bit uh, different about it. For anyone who hasn't heard, uh, though, it is probably the most kind of to- talked about stat of the of the week, I think. This is the first Patriots-Steelers game where neither Tom Brady nor Ben Roethlisberger will be starting since Week 14 of the 1998 season. What what age for you, Michael, in December? I know, November, December, 1998.
0: I, <laughs> I was seven years old, and I'll openly <coughs> state right now: I do not remember the 1998 World Cup, and I remember the Euro 2000 had silver goal, if I'm correct. I barely remember that. I do remember staying off school to watch Robbie Keane 0-2. But uh, yes, there's one for you. Good there, luck getting me on the show when the World Cup starts.
1: That's that's how far back you, you have to go. Look, to me, I suppose, I, I do think you can make cases as to why both sides can win the game. And, um, you know, I don't think either of these sides are um, particularly gifted. I actually think if you had Matt Jones with the Steelers' weapons, um, he he would be a lot, a lot better. I think the the biggest issue for me with Pages and I've said it repeatedly, I don't think the receiving talent is there. I think Mac Jones um, is a fine quarterback. Uh, I I don't have him as an elite quarterback, but I think he's fine. But I don't think the receiving talent is there, either at wide receiver nor at At tight end, I think it's a huge issue for the Patriots. And I think for that reason, they are going to struggle um, to put up points. We did see a little bit last night that Bill Belichick remains the wizard in terms of getting players to play better at cornerback than they do elsewhere. JC Jackson got a huge contract off the the back of being... um, the best cornerback in the league. He did not look like it la- last night. Uh, Bill Belichick. It's it's a cornerback factory that he has up there. For for the Steelers, it's the quarterback. You know, they have they've have loads of weapons. Uh, the good news for them is that Najee is fit and and will start. And I think that's the most important piece. For me, home home the home advantage. The fact they start so well. I'm going to go with the Steelers to to win this, but I do not expect this to to be a uh, uh, like high scoring game.
2: Right. On a separate note, I don't think J.C. Jackson should have played last night. I don't think he was fit enough, but, uh, they took they rolled the dice. It didn't, it didn't work out. Um, I mean, it was a
0: good game. Did you watch the whole thing back? That was a really really good game last night. Like I I I could see that being an NFC Championship game. Like the, the, the caliber of both teams last night was like a playoff game, so
2: it was, yeah, and I think you're right. I think we might see that game further down the line. Anyway, back to this uh, milk game game, which we have in Pittsburgh. Um, I struggle which quarterback is under more pressure this season. I know there's two different you know, narratives on these. Like essentially, uh, Trubitsky's trying to get himself back into the league and put himself in a position where he's going to be a starter for, the, for a long period of time. And we have Mac Jones coming off a playoff uh, game. Okay, they got the door down off them, but he had some very strong games last year. He threw for 213 yards last weekend, and Trubisky, another completely different game, threw for 193 yards, and yet the whole conversation this week is completely different. There's are about how, how well Trubisky managed the game. Trubisky didn't manage the game last week, let's be fair. The Bengals, the Bengals, you know, they, they blew that one. And then I look at what happened last weekend with... with with the Patriots and there was some nice drives and then there was some nice long deep throws from, from McChulham but they weren't consistent enough and they couldn't get it really really going. And the run game was a bit erratic and static last week and they need to get that back because Damien Harris last season showed that he's a really good strong running back and if he's on his game it alleviates a lot of pressure off the quarterback. I look at it as well in terms of where's the hidden agenda where, Where's the gem in here now? Who's going to have the advantage? Brian Flores is on the coaching staff with the Steelers now, and he's had a he's had the the the, uh, the pages number over the past few years whilst he was the Dolphins head coach. So he should, he and you he, and he's worked in in Foxborough under Belichick. So you would think that Tomlin would be leaning into him and trying to get anything he can out of him to help them and benefit them to win this game. I think it's going to come down to which team has the better room game. I think defensively, both defense will play really well. The Patriots' defense played well last weekend. Apparently that's lost in the whole conversation because they lost the game. But they did have a really strong game. And I'm going to side with the Patriots. I think that they will find their way. out. It's hard to believe that Belichick will lose go 0-2. I think it's a rarity. And I think they'll just find their way. Low-scoring game. And I think they'll just, I could see it being a field goal either way. And I'll just lean towards the Patriots.
0: Anybody want to guess who Mark's going for? Or? Mark is going for the New England Patriots. Um, Mac Jones statistically was was better than Mr. Trubisky last week, and fair play to him twenty one of thirty for two hundred thirteen yards. Trubisky at one hundred ninety four yards. I think I think the X factor for this game, and it's not with the Patriots, it's, it's with the Steelers, is the emergence and the inclusion of Najee Harris. The Patriots have Hunter Henry, the problem and well not just Hunter Henry, they also have uh, Jacoby Myers, Devante Parker but the problem that they have is is the rest of the players around them and can Mac Jones get the ball down the field to them with the offensive line there, can they keep enough points off the board with the defence. Now everyone talked last off-season about the Bengals and that they really needed to improve their line and a lot of people thought that that was one of their main steps in the off-season was improving the line by Jesus lads Joe Burrow enjoyed himself last Sunday he was literally literally gasping in the first half that is the only reason the only reason I'm picking the Cedars I, I just think that Jones will struggle against the Cedars and that's uh, you know they've, they've got weapons there and they've got good defensive players there but I think the defence will come up big again for the Steelers and I think Najee Harris will get a couple of rushing touchdowns and Trubisky will be efficient enough to get the ball down the field and I think that's what it is and if the Patriots do start 0-2 they start 0-2 and, and, and they look to maybe try and improve on that next week but it's it's, it's difficult for them because I think they have got a high calibre matchup next week as well um, and it's a game where the, the Patriots should be looking at the Steelers and going well it's me really Trubisky but it's way more than that, and I know Bill Belichick will know that. That that defense for the Cedars will just ensure that. Um, as far as far as I'm concerned, that that, that the Cedars will win on Sunday, and I'm intrigued to see that we're splitting this. Genuinely, Brian, well, well, you just think that Jones will get the ball down the field, or, or what is it? Or I, like I just
2: what? think you're gonna. I just think Belichick, like two great head coaches. I just think Belichick will find a way. He has a knack when when they just think. They're not going to get a result. They find a way to just get over the line. I don't see it being the greatest of games, and I just think you now, with regards to Mark's pick, I mean,
0: wow. Well, I mean, it, it, I yeah. mean it's yeah. like you picking it, the Giants in the minute, isn't it? I mean,
2: well, we'll see. I don't. Uh, we'll see in a minute. But um, yeah, it's split for one reason. There's valid reasons why I think it's split. Mark, unfortunately, just going to go with the love of the team more so than the, the reality. But look, we'll see what we'll see come Sunday.
0: I would love nothing more than a close game. If anything, if the Patriots want would make the FCEs a bit more interesting, so hopefully they do. Because, um, I just, I don't know. It's going to be a weird year, I think, in New England. Panthers-Giants is the next game in this segment that we are going to look at, folks. Uh, Exciting game. Both teams, uh, Giants 1-0. Panthers 0-1, very close to the win last week. Uh, Baker Mayfield, the quarterback for the Panthers. Column. who have you got in this game?
1: Well, the last time these uh two teams met that was the one-handed catch brain wasn't it from daniel jones catching the ball from odell oh, that's and statue uh, of
2: liberty all right yeah
1: yeah that, that kind of famous photo and uh, it's in it you've got the the number one overall pick and number two overall pick from the 2018 draft going up against each other here and the number three overall pick is also uh with the, the panthers but he is on injured uh, reserve I think if you were to, to look at the rosters, um, I think even Brian would say that like the, the Panthers probably have, on paper, more more weapons, right? Uh, run CMC and, and in terms of those receiving uh, weapons that they they have. Um, but Brian Dable seems to have gotten the Giants to buy into it. And Peter King's... Um, Column on um, Monday morning la- last week, and people hadn't read it. it had a great story about the buy-in that he's got. The fact that players have responded. You saw the clips of the guys coming off the field, and I didn't believe it. You know, Michael, you asked also a week or two ago um, about uh, Saquon. I didn't think Saquon had had it in him. I, I thought the injury had taken the, the juice away. But my goodness, he looked. Uh, fantastic last week and if Saquon um, is back at that level and the players are buying into it um, I'm going to say, it. I look, I, I still think the Giants overall will, will have their struggles this season, but I think the, the crowd are going to be up for it. This is a Giants uh, team who talked about the Vikings shedding um, Zimmer and that toxic culture that existed. Being free of Joe Judge has reinvigorated um, this franchise, and I am going to say that they get um, the the win to heap more pressure on Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers.
2: I mean, the similarities with these teams is, is uncanny. You've got two quarterbacks, one okay, one that's recently been traded, but two quarterbacks who does the Jordy's out both of them, you know, through the course degree. You've got two running backs three or four years ago. People would argue were the best running backs in the league. If you were doing a fancy league three or four years ago, you, it was McCaffrey, won Barkley too. That's obviously been washed away and why mainly because Debo had some serious injuries and they're looking to get back and have a great season. You look at the games last week, I mean we could have been in a situation here this evening where the Giants had lost on a field goal and the Panthers have won off the back of a Browns missing a field goal. It could have easily been that way and I think the narrative would very quickly have changed for this weekend and heat pressure on the Giants to win the game. Look, I love more to see the Giants win this game, and I genuinely can see it being a very close game, but I am going to side with the Panthers. There's a few factors as to why, Tibbet. like, the defence last week played really solid, and it kept us in the game throughout the course of, of um, the first half, but the first half, the offence did very little. Um, in fact, the Panthers' offence did very little in the first half last week. The similarities in this game is unbelievable. Both teams only stepped it up in the fourth quarter and played really well and got in a position to win the game. Thankfully for us, we got over the line. I look at our defense, Thibodeau is not going to play, unfortunately, Gujallari is not going to play. Actually, for our cornerback, Robinson, who we were all kind of, you know, second year in the league, we are all really concerned about him. He had a really strong game last weekend. He's had his appendix out this week. He's gone. So they're going to mix a match between a rookie, flot and a guy who was with the Falcons last year and had a really difficult season in Monroe. So Robbie Anson at 102 yards last weekend. When I see long, bomb, long bombs from Mayfield, I do. Um, I could see this going down to the wire. And... It's strangely, I felt the Giants would always be one-on-one. One. I, I I, I always thought we'd be one-on-one. One. I always thought we'd lose last week, and win this week. The NFL has this knack of getting you to where you expect to be. You just don't get the result in which where you think. And I'll the Panthers, I think Giants will play well on Sunday, but I think the Panthers will just find a way to get over the line.
0: <laughs> they win a game, column and he goes against his own team. I mean, this is you couldn't make this up. I'm joking. Uh, Mark is going with the giants and this this is a close pick series let's see who, who hoagie bear is going with hoagie bear is going with the oh he left it blank he's left ever he's filled in everything but i hand the goal he's left he's left that blank so. uh, Hoagie,
2: he shows us no love so he, he probably doesn't even want to pick the game because he, he dislikes us <laughs>
0: Um, this is a really intriguing game because obviously, and look, fair fair play to Saquon last week doing it and coming back. It was it was great to watch as as a football fan to see Saquon Barkley come back. Um, already on TikTok, you got influencers saying the Saquon's the best running back in the league. Let let's not let's not like let's calm down here wait a minute. Like I mean, Christian McCaffrey's the best running back in the league by country mile. Like I would go as far as saying that. If this game was not Carolina, I'd be picking the Panthers every day of the week because I feel that Baker Mayfield. As Brian said, Baker Mayfield was a kick away from winning the game last week, and I don't think you can justify the significance of that. He'll be really torn by that and blown by that because you you could see how disappointed he was. He was so up for the game, and then suddenly the the not not just him but the whole chart or the whole Panthers team. The come down from that will be unbelievable, but but they look, they will go in New York, and they'll believe that they can win, and f- fair play to them if they do. I've got a very close game, I've got the Giants win. When was the last time three people picked the Giants in this show? This is the great thing about week one. By like week four, it'll be like, oh yeah, we'll go with the Cowboys and one of their football. The Cowboys <laughs> haven't got a quarterback, yeah, but it's the Giants. Like the, the, who knows what will happen, but for now, I'm I'm picking the Giants in a close one, and um, I'm going to do my best column impression here and say that. I could see either team winning this game, but I do think the Giants will pull away at the end. That being said, don't be surprised that the Panthers win by like 25 to 3. Genuinely, don't be surprised because it could be that sort of game in that life. Brian, and, uh, you want to make a very quick point? Yeah, well,
2: I'm not surprised on the second one, Barkley, because when we did our season preview and we were <clears throat> selecting Bounce back players, I said he would break his records from the fourth year because he looks like he's really leaning back. If you looked at the offseason stuff, obviously, I'm very. Proactive and following everything, just joins. But he looked like he really was keen, and he did that very outspoken press conference recently where he said people are going to be shocked by by his performance this sure. year. Um, yes, last weekend was great, yeah. and David well, you're right, had the the, the, the cojones to go for it. It's a different feel for this game because if he wins this game, he's essentially kind of building. You know, you're building off the back of a really win, really strong well, win. If, to...
0: Brian, they've got a bye week the week after, as it stands, unless Jimmy Grapple uh, goes to Dallas. you,
2: you don't I, know I, I'm like sorry,
0: him. we're not. We're not doing it. We're, we're not previewing that game the week after, as it stands. There's no point. That's that's harsh. Like, that's that's how bad harsh.
2: The Cowboys that's are some really strong players, and it's a divisional game.
0: Yeah, if happens, someone was, to throw the ball I, to. Or handed off to I mean they're in uh, trouble uh, like, I mean. I'm sure
2: people don't want to continue to listen to us talk about the Giants. What I would say is what Mark said last night Mark said last night, giants saying before now, I'm saying pump the brakes one game at a time. I mean, this time last week we hadn't got a hope beat in Tennessee and now all of a sudden we're going to be 4-0 no. Let's just relax here and move on to this next game.
0: You just know that Brian O'Leary's put money on the Giants to win the Super Bowl or something this week. Like 500 and told nobody. Kids aren't getting the Christmas present as it stands. Seattle against San Francisco is in our next segment. Folks, thank you very much for listening. Uh, and if you do want to listen on on the podcast, if you're on Spotify, please do give us a like. If you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a review. Leave a funny comment about, about Columns' uh, purple hoodie. Uh, something like got there we could crack and re- really appreciate your support folks chatting in a bit ok in our next segment we are going to look at uh, a big game in the 925 Ireland window which is the Seahawks going up against the 49ers in Levi Stadium the Seattle Seahawks column uh, win against the Broncos in Monday Night Football in their Super Bowl um, which Pete Carl said was a highlight of his career going up against Trey Lance and at the time of recording no George Kittle in san francisco the niners lose against the chicago bears week one of the bears fans think they're booking fly star arizona on the 13th of february um what's your thoughts on this game
1: yeah the the seahawks look said it on monday they deserve to beat the broncos if you can't uh, score more than 17 you don't deserve to to win but um the the fact that pete Garrell um Kind of took victory laps both after the game during the um week on, on the radio. The fact that uh the half the Super Bowl winning roster were there and were tweeting about Russ, it feels like it was an enormously emotional win. And it's going to be difficult to sustain that, I I think, um when they're on the on the road against the, the 49ers. So to me, the 49ers have to win because <clears throat> In uh, five years under Shanahan, the Niners made the playoff twice. And in both of those seasons, they started 2-0. And if they start 0-2, that makes life very difficult. Um, I think it's far too early to be judging Trey Lance. Um, But I would expect the Niners won't have the same sort of issues that the Broncos did, dropping touchdown passes and... um, fumbling the ball so to me <laughs> i can't speak and the Niners are the niners are winning it
0: they've literally left them speechless <laughs> Brian, this uh, look, show was uh, it ever uh, in this week oh uh, uh, look
2: this show has had everything from day one See, from day one column like he's nearly crying there from day one column has been so outspoken about pete carl but pete carl has finally got him he's pointing over he hasn't he can't speak anymore uh pete carl came out in the press conference and said i don't need validation but you knew by your smirk he was very uh, delighted with the outcome. And as I said, it's one down, eight to go, because I've picked Seattle to win nine games this year. I think Seattle are going to run them close in this game. Um, in fact, Seattle have had the 49ers number for quite some time, even when they've had Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo playing. And now we're back to the situation where it's the Trey Lance conversation. Colum's right, like, they, they need to win and get off this, you know, get over, get over that difficult defeat on Monday, or sorry, last Sunday in Chicago, and go one and one, and then look, all things will be forgotten. But the reality is, if they were to lose this game and a divisional game, they're zero and two, and we talk about it, everybody talks about it. 49ers fans talking about it. the media in, in the States talk about it. It just magnifies the situation continuously. If they were to lose this game, and then the Jimmy Garoppolo story just continues, and then they go to Denver next week on a Sunday night football, and you just know the week is going to go on with that same conversation. They've got to get this over the line. I i feel they will get an line, but I do I am concerned about the fact that you're like right, Kittle. It doesn't look like Kittle's going to play. Mitchell's gone the running back. In fact, when Mitchell went down the game last weekend. That's essentially I felt when the game turned because they didn't have a run game. And they're going to try it with Davis Prince, Davis Price sorry, and Jordan Mason, the two rookie running backs that came in this year. They're going to have, going to have them. But I do feel the of secondary is very strong. We spoke about how highly the defense... Bosa only had one sack last weekend. But look, let's be fair, the game is far as with the weather conditions. I think we'll, we'll see a step up. Geno Smith, 17 of 18 in the first half last week. Didn't do anything in the second half. Broncos freaking him out, I think... Shanahan with a week to look at it and, and time to to look at what they did. I hope the Broncos corrected in the second half. We'll exploit that defense. Sorry, exploit that offensive line. Get to Geno Smith. I actually still see a closer game than people expect because the line, not to get too heavy on a bet in that angle, is 10 points. I think that's quite strong. I think the Seattle will play well, but I think the 49ers will find their way to win.
0: Sorry to everyone on the podcast. I, I was a mute there. I, I know Brian that your man boogit with Trent had the Chargers plus four last night. He was a very happy man. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that. Um so that, that that ten point thing is nuts. Mark Cockerell is going with the Niners. Um and I I made it clear on the broadcast last week, uh, or Monday nights. I had produced a show with the Niners on Sunday night and listened to like the, the like the, the sort of head media personality guy in San Fran and they were arguing for 45 minutes about Trey Lance and there was one side that agreed the other side thought no he's not ready and we, we need to look at this and and then the other side was like well Shannon has made mistakes yada 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 this went on for a good hour and they're good lads I, I enjoy the crack I enjoy listening to them unfortunately and I, I, I believe you have to give someone time I I feel that Trey Lance has to be given as much time as he if he needs three seasons he needs three seasons. The division that he played in in college football was not that good. The teams that he played against were not that competitive. I'm sorry, I'm not going to go into the whole conversation with college football here. It's clear that Trey Lance needs more time. The fact that he passed uh or well, what what 218 yards last week and no and he had no passing touchdowns. I can understand the weather to a certain extent, but he's the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, a team that were one quarter-ish away from the Super Bowl last year, a team that were four and a half minutes away from the Super Bowl in 2020, a month before COVID hit. So, I don't think he's ready. And I, look, lads, Colin will tell you, I watched the Seahawks on Monday night and... I, I, I still don't think the Seahawks are going to win over six games this year. But I'm taking them on Sunday. I don't think the Niners are ready to play yet. I don't think. If George Kittle's not playing, and if Trey Lance is starting a quarterback, I think it's the Niners in a close game. I think the Niners win by a field goal. And by God, if that now, hypothetically, and this is the conversation for Monday night, if this was to happen, it could be, uh, as Fergie calls it, squeaky bum time down in Santa Clara because Jesus they have they have bet the farm and Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo sitting there going alright okay that's okay
2: um, and another player I wanted to point out and we've seen players throughout the course of their careers they kind of become the forgotten men I, I would put Derek McKinnon in there who's now you know reasonably go with the Chiefs you know he had a really strong time with the 49ers and now he looked like he was out of the league Andy he became in chance Marlon Mack was signed um, yesterday by 49ers he's on the practice squad at the moment expected to be elevated to the main squad tomorrow and he had a really good time to the Colts and he seems to have lost his way, looked like he was out of the league he could find himself being the starter for the 49ers and maybe a bit of a storyline for the season if they were to turn things around and get a really strong run game going with him there
0: him I feel like of that one Farrell down
1: uh, well, I, I I see Owen's point. You, I mean, the only way Trey Lance is going to learn, it, it, you don't learn through osmosis, okay? The you don't. the most you could sit a player on the bench is a year, right? The the days of sitting for longer than that are over, right? like When Aaron Rodgers was sitting for, you know, a number of seasons, the iPhone hadn't yet been invented. We're talking a a different world. Lance has to play. He's a young guy. And... And let you know, let let's see. Even if they, they go on two, um, I, I think he has to stay in there. You you're talking about how they almost won the Super Bowl, they almost got the Super Bowl. Yeah, that was with Jimmy G. They know who Jimmy G is. Jimmy G is never going to win you a Super Bowl. It was in his hands, right? He had the opportunity, it was his drive. He blew it. He's not the guy to win you a Super Bowl. That's why they went out and they traded for Lance. Maybe, maybe it'll prove that they made a mistake, but until the guy has at least a season, at least the full season under his belt, you're not going to be able to tell exactly what uh, he is going to be. And they made um, they, they made a mistake in, in keeping Jimmy G around because what it, it does create that. But let's let's see, there was go go back, Michael, and um, and you you were you were too young, but I remember on the BBC one Alan Hansen saying, you'll never win anything with kids after Manchester United started the season very, Al- very poorly.
2: Um, I'm sorry, I, know, I don't want to get back into all Super Bowl st- stories and conversations, but I will anyway. Um, Colm, there's also a lot of Fortune ers fans that felt that like Kyle Shannon got away from the own game in that fourth quarter against the Chiefs, and he had to continue with what he was doing correctly for, for the course of three, three uh, quarters. They would have won the Super Bowl and I wouldn't be in putting Jimmy G's hands. But again, well it's just probably a mixed feeling around that um, from a new numerous Fortune fans.
0: Bengals, Cowboys. Next up on this segment. Colin, I'm picking the Bangles. Who are you picking?
1: Terry uh, Jones is just trolling the Cowboys fans. Um at, at this point. There you the go again. Today and he's di- dictating this and, and dictating that, uh, Jerry. If if you do one, if you want to dictate one thing, the only thing the Cowboys do should do for the rest of the season is play Michael Parsons as a pass rusher. He should play exclusively as a pass rusher. Uh, don't do anything else. Um, he is absolutely gifted. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal talent. He's the only thing on that Cowboys roster uh, worth talking about uh, right now. And uh, yeah, it, it's look, it's the NFL, so it'll be competitive, and, and guys will step up. But the reality is, is that D- Dallas were struggling with Dak. Without Dak, I think that the struggles will continue. Burrow cannot have as bad a game. He can't throw it, um, you know, as many interceptions, I don't believe. And the Bengals are strong against the, the run. So even if the Cowboys lean into that, it's going to be very difficult. For me, yeah, the Bengals are winning this.
2: It's incredible that people are saying Joe Burrow had a, had a bad game last week for three hundred and thirty eight yards and two touchdowns. But ultimately, it came down to the, the five interceptions. It's a bit weird. This game reminds me of last season when... Um, well, miller just got traded from the broncos and he just went in there and it was week five week six and you were kind of essentially saying the season was over and then a lot of cowboys fans are feeling that same feeling at the moment that unless there's a trade but in the next fortnight it's gone you know and there's a there's a storyline starting out there that the reason why jerry jones wants it gone is because it's easy for him to say gone and goodbye to to mick mccarty mike mccarty and uh, you bring in sean payton that's mccarthy than... Yeah, well, I won't get into him. Trust me, Mac. We'll be here all night talking about that man. Um, So, you know, and then people last year said, This is an absolute blowout. It's going to be like one side of the Cowboys are going to put a slaughter down on the Broncos. And the Broncos went in, in fact, did the exact same. did the opposite. And they went in and gave them the slaughterhouse that night in Dallas. Um, It'll be competitive. It'll be tight for maybe two or three quarters because I feel the Cowboys' defense will play well. But they don't have enough offensively they didn't have enough with dak last weekend and how are you going to improve without without dak and cooper rush who with the exception of that game in in minnesota last year where we were very critical of how complacent the vikings were he didn't really do that when he did play so i, I struggle to find see how he can get them out of line in this game against an offense which you would imagine uh, Burrow and Chase, like I mean, they're on the same page completely. They will put up numbers, high numbers. Boyd, Mixon, if he if he puts Mixon in the in the game at the right times on the right players, because Zach Taylor has a habit of making sure he's not on the field when he should be. If he leaves him in there, they'll exploit the Cowboys' defense because they'll just get tired and they'll win the game. Bengals. Um, I guess they could
0: maybe put Callum Moore in at quarterback instead. No, not funny. Okay, uh, Mark is picking the Cowboys.
2: Kellen Moore, sorry, that? Kellen Moore, the next biggest hotshot head coach coming down the line. You know, it's unbelievable. Honestly, God, seriously.
0: Uh, well, look, everybody has to be given a chance now. It's only fair. Now, I'm just, I'm, I'm just checking here what the line is while we're here live. Seven and a half. Printing money. I don't, I don't see the way you said it's gonna be tight. Is it? Tight for three
2: quarters, I said. It'll
0: be tight for the first fifteen seconds. You know when the ball gets out. Oh, oh, the game's starting off, and then Joe will throw it down the field, and Joey B. Look, I'd love a tight game. Like on paper, a good Cowboys team, even from like God, if it was Week Three or Week Four last season to now, lads, come on! This is no, it's a real pity because it would have been a really, really good game. But this, this is, I can't believe I said New Orleans is my lock of the week. Genuinely, uh, yeah, Bengals to Bengals to win against the Cowboys and to cover seven and a half points. I, I, I just can't see how it was not
2: I, I am loving you guys tonight. I'm loving your picks because right now, based on the picks that you've given out tonight, the Cowboys <laughs> are zero and two, Washington commands are one and one and the Giants are two and I mean, What more do you want?
0: That's when you know that you, know, you can't trust our picks. Gamble responsibly. Uh, okay, that is the end of this segment on the podcast. If you are listening in, Uh, you can follow our podcast spotify please give us a wee like and if you're on apple Podcasts or a different service please give us a review really appreciate it folks it puts brennan's on the table literally so thank you very much for doing so and we'll see you in the next segment in the final segment of this weekend's week two preview for the irish nfl show we are going to look at Uh, I think it's America's Game of the Week. I'm not sure anymore because Sky have got the Niners on against the Seahawks. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second. But we're going to look at the Cardinals against the Las Vegas Raiders. And we're also going to look at Sunday night football ahead of the Big Bang holiday for us lads up here on the Monday. Late night. We get to watch Justin Fields going to Lambeau Field. Excited to see it. Uh, If you are listening in on the podcast, folks, thank you very much for doing so. Um, And if you have, folks, if you're watching this live on YouTube... Uh, at the minute please do put some questions and we will answer them immediately after our picks which i'm sure will take a long time for sunday night football okay let's go to the first game here uh and i'm going to change the graphic now just if you're watching on screen the cardinals going up against the raiders uh both teams 0-1 column (sighs) did your opinion of the raiders change last week when you seen them against justin herbert
1: No, because I had the Raiders probably as the the fourth best team um, in the division. Uh, I think there are issues around that line, and I've talked about it before. I think when Carr is under pressure, he's not quite the same quarterback. That's not to say he's a bad quarterback. Um, I just don't think he's... Um, an elite quarterback but he is very good and what we saw was Devonta Adams um, didn't miss a, a, a beat when he came in he just uh, looked like the, the same guy and the biggest thing for me about this game is the fact that his grandparents are coming to watch him play live for the first time in his professional career and I don't know if uh, people have, saw the press conference that, but boy, is he excited about that one. Um, and I would imagine he is going to want to put on a show for them. Um, going up against a, a Cardinal side who, uh, look, Michael, you and I know what Vance Joseph is is like. And I've always kind of had questions about him, um, even as uh, DC, uh, when they took Simmons in the draft, I wondered whether Vance would know what, what to do with him. Last week was absolutely crazy. Um in terms of the way in which they approached Uh, going after Mahomes, blitzing him. And um, I I, I wonder what what they will do um, this week. There's a couple of individual players who are good on on the cards, but overall, I I think there are numerous holes in in that roster. Um, And outside of the O-line, I I think there's an awful lot to like about this uh, Raiders team. I think they get the the train back on the tracks this week, and it's the Raiders for me.
2: I feel like the Raiders are going kind to of be in a similar situation to where the Broncos are. I know the defeat is obviously a different manner, but they did. like They had the ball at the end with 3.38 to go to go and win the game, despite what I thought was a, an inept performance for large parts of the game. they still still in a position to go and beat that Chargers team. And if you look at the stats, people go, oh, Carr, 22, 37, 295, two touchdowns. You think he had a great game. Devontae Adams, 141, a touchdown the stats are there, uh, Max Crosby had his best career game, 10, ten tackles, distinct, and he, got to the, he rushed the quarterback so many times, all the things were very positive, but yet they found a way to just knock it out of the line, I would put it down, Derek Carr was under pressure for a large part of the game, the offensive line struggled, and we we did discuss it right so during the AFC West preview that if that wasn't corrected, you know, he, he would struggle, his decision making at times was poor, he three interceptions, and he held on to the ball for too long, which we discussed earlier in the week but you're right the cards are in it i'm not going to say the cards are one of the most precarious teams in it, worrying about how their season's going to go but you've got renfro you've got waller players that really really didn't get into the game last weekend because jacob think like, there was players last weekend that just didn't find their feet and i just expect a rebound off them this week and then i look at the cards, and wh- where are they going like what is going to happen their offense was sporadic for a large parts of the game Devontae adams family are coming to, it, to the game it's amazing it's amazing amazing how when you're in vegas people change their mind about wanting to travel and watch you watch your watch your game i'd certainly travel to vegas to watch a game maybe it'll be the super bowl after next and we'll be doing a show over there in the bellagio or something anyway it might be that's not not
0: happening can i just publicly say live on this broadcast right now we are not doing a broadcast with you from the bellagio like the bloody hangover watching that
2: I, I, yeah, I'd fear for you on that weekend, Michael.
0: Can I just jump in I, here because? We, we would, you know, can like, I
1: just say we would need to win tonight's Euro Millions of 160 million in yeah. order to have yeah. enough bail money for, for Brian. Oh, yeah, okay, man. yeah, bail money. Yeah, yeah but spending
0: money, will be all right. Yeah, uh, be. I I've, I've got a strategy which me and which me and Brian will talk about on the. The batting show next week. Can I just jump in here? Because uh, you're gonna pick. Did you say you're gonna pick the Raiders? No, I, no, I just no, took no, your pick off.
2: Yeah, sorry, I thought I thought it was given. <laughs> given how uh, disappointed I'd be with the cards, and you know, no, I expect a big rebound. I'm saying to call I think they get get their act together this week.
0: I'd agree with it because I think that this is a huge game for the Raiders in the sense of uh, the Chiefs are two and no, Charges one and one, Broncos should on paper beat the Texans. Let's we'll, we'll see what happens there. The Raiders have to win this game. There is no They do not want to fall behind in the AFC West. Uh, that being said, I am taking the Raiders. Hoagie Bear's taking the Cardinals. I'm, I'm going to give him a shot after this and ask him what's going on. I, well, now, I on think around. Cliff he's, Kingsbury could be out by Halloween here, lads, seriously. Like, this is...
2: He's falling into the American Cockerel trap now. You know, I'll, I'll pick my team as opposed to picking reality.
0: Talking about reality, let's, let's look at the last game of the night. The Chicago Bears. 1-0 go to Lambeau Field on Sunday night football against an 0-1 Green Bay Packers team with no standout offensive weapon. Column, this is an interesting game because someone's going to have to score a decent touchdown for the Packers uh, in Lambeau Field this season. Who's it going to be? There's a lot of guys to choose from. Do you think this will be a tight game? Do you think the Packers could pull away? Or do you think the Bears could win this game on Sunday night? And shock the nfl if the Packers went to or it would be nuts
1: yeah well, it, it would be and it's the it's the nfl so it it could happen and shocks do happen it would be a shock i mean look i am i'm pleased for the base. i'm pleased for justin fields because um i i really think at, at times that that franchise hasn't done a whole lot to, to help him and i thought in the second half last uh, week he showed um Really good uh, leadership, and um, I, I was pleased for the Bears. Look, the the Packers we saw it last year, but they did have Adams, and that made things a, a lot easier. But they they will be getting some guys back. Um, Tom Silverstein had a piece this week, though, or um, today. I think I, I was reading it around Dave Baktiari, and um, the, nobody seems to know when he might be back, and that's a, a real real issue uh for for them obviously but to to me look um rogers kind of we've seen it before he's a gifted quarterback like he can make magic happen but he threw the toys out of the pram last week when watson didn't catch the ball he does that um occasionally uh where he he wants to make a point to matt lafleur um or to whoever his head coach happens to to be at the time but um the fact that you know Watson was drinking down the the field and was wide open and dropped it is a good sign in that he can get open i i think being at home and the pressure in order to get back to winning will mean that um Rodgers and the Packers are more efficient um i i don't think it's you know he's going to be um quite as exuberant in terms of owning the the bears as he likes to to say but i do have the the packers winning this at lambo
0: brian um my imperial overlord and my employer mr oliver connolly told me yesterday that he watched the all 22 for that packers vikings game last week and seen that christian watson was way ahead of uh, everybody else on the offense and defense on numerous occasions i'm not sure if you've seen that and do you think he could be a threat on sunday
2: well if you looked at certain parts of the game he essentially rogers kind of i wouldn't say lost trust for him but he decided that he wasn't going to give him the ball. after that drop he didn't receive the ball again until i think until he wasn't looked at in terms of delivering the ball until the middle of the third quarter so essentially he was taken out of the game and i don't know if that's purposely by the the coordinator on the floor or whether it's just a purposely team done by rogers but he wasn't in the game thereafter it's amazing how a, a, a play one play you can you know alleviate so much pain because if he if, if he catches that very quickly after being seven down he probably walks in touchdown the game is seven all very early and for his career like we saw Jamar Chase last year where in the off season he says i was struggling to find, catch the ball because it wasn't used was to the same ball as which he was catching in college with the White Stripes and then when it came to the start of the season he was light so he, I mean the narrative and the, the, the storyline have been so different last week I think it will be different this week I kind of touched on it twice this week when I mean, we, we did our betting segment we, we previewed this game we made our picks from a betting perspective we also spoke about it last night in terms of what game we were keen to see in terms of how teams react to last weekend's defeat it's the hallmarks of last season week one away against new orleans in fact the game was playing jacksonville because of the, the weather situation um in uh, in new orleans was it um yeah sorry new orleans they couldn't play the game in the dome and they won. they blew them out and you could say they were blown out last weekend week two last year monday night football played the lions put up 40 points i don't think they're going to put up 40 points but i do see a very comfortable win i mean justin Fields in the first half last week couldn't do anything i think he only eight completions throughout the course of the game yeah colin was right yeah yeah he like it's his franchise sense. i mean he's the quarterback for the future there you know it's up to him to kind of you know rally around this team and, and prove to the team that he's the right quarterback and prove to the new gm and new head coach because they don't owe him anything they could turn around next year and say we're moving in another direction very quickly but um, in this game, it's it's too hard. Of, it's too big of a push for me. I think we'll see the, the Packers react <clears throat> well. I think there'll be spread out offense. I think you'll see Tanyan, you'll see Watson, I'll see Sammy Watkins. I think there'll be players getting in on the action. And I think the run game this week will be critical. I think Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon will have a field day against this Bears defense. And I think it'll be an absolute, I'm not going to say Karen, I think it'll be a blowout win for the Packers.
0: It's just a reminder everyone watching live we're going, to take some, we're going to take some questions in about honestly about 30 seconds this will not take me long don't worry uh, I think Brian took the words out of my mouth to go on Mark Cockerell's song lyrics uh, took the words out of my mouth yeah look I, I think on the NFC North preview I had said about the Bears I, I have them picking first next season and, and, and I stand by that I think they're the worst team in the NFL by a country mile and I think the will played a the massive part from last week I was delighted for their fan base that they won last week this is going to be a blowout um on sunday like i i understand why this is sunday night football because of the historic nature of this game i get it but it's just it's irony for all the lads up here we're off on monday right and this is sunday night football i mean yeah, this like, game lads could be over mid mid first quarter brian it could be right. over five minutes in
2: well, the reason it is on week is on Sunday night football. You've you nailed it. It's the historic situation and the rivalry between both teams. But the reality is, the NFL aren't, aren't stupid. We've talked about how great how great they've been in terms of putting on really strong games at the start of the season. This is on now because there's no way they'd have it on in week eight <laughs> or week nine. With all due respect.
0: Well, I hope. I hope. Look, I would love to see the Bears take the Packers on a tight game. But for me, um. I think this will be a blowout and I think minus 10 is generous, personally. Christian Watson, Michael's bet of the week on this show for Anytime Touchdown. Okay, so we're going to put some questions in here and I will go from the start and see if we have any comments. Uh, thanks very much, folks, to everyone has watched the broadcast this week or listened to the podcast well. It's, it's just been uh, honestly humbling to see how many people have listened and watched and it. It means an awful awful lot to us believe me i do not take this position lightly in any way shape or form thank you so much um a few comments here to start off with so let's have a look divine comedy russ was only com- completing underneath pete outsmarted him game plan wise and his first question before i got that one wrong uh how about that monday night game huh boys pete carl having the last laugh uh, he did indeed he really really did uh Niner Nation from Owen. The Niners and the Broncos need a win this week. I think we'd all agree with that, wouldn't we? That's uh, that's one. Herbert has a fractured rib. Uh, I've been flat out all day. Has that been confirmed from the Chargers? Herbert has a, fra- a fractured rib, yeah?
2: Well, I, I, the last I read on it was that he was going for x-rays and they're awaiting results back. If he's a fractured rib, will he play next week? I imagine he'll Fine. find a way to he's, get himself in he-
1: He's day-to-day, so it, uh, potentially, but it, it all depends on, I suppose, pain, ma- pain management. It, it, uh, fractured ribs can be a, a serious, serious yeah. issue. When we saw him, he's a tough guy. Saw it though last night, like how it even varied play-to-play. Play. Um, there was on that third and one uh, where he had to throw it away because he was in so much pain. And yet on the fourth and one, he throws an absolute dime. Um, so uh, from what I saw, they said he's day-to-day.
2: I'm sorry, I'm not 4 to 1. He, he, sorry, I'm not on 4 to 1. He had so much space ahead of him. If he was fully fit, he could have ran for 20 25 yards on that play.
0: Uh, at Different Daves on Twitter said Herbert as well rib cartilage fracture. But he also said, Do you lads like Waterford whiskey? Mark Reiner doing amazing things down there. Um, I've never had it, but I will say one thing to the lads in the South, especially. We've got great gin up here called Jawbox, which I know these lads have not had. I'll buy you all a bottle if you transfer me the money and we'll sort out at some point. Um, For
2: a minute there I'll take you being kind.
0: Very very kind. Uh, but yeah, I've never had it. I'm a big jamison man. Oh, and I don't mind the old bush. Right, next comment. Uh so, let's see alright Brian to, to go back to it the 6 o'clock game on Sky this Sunday is Saints Box. that's from 1909 Sean C I'm not sure if that's Mark's burner account Sean Cockerell but we'll see thanks very much Sean for your comments and yeah that is 6 o'clock game and then 9.25 on Sky is the 49ers against the Seattle Seahawks the rest of the Yokes are on NFL Game Pass Neil Logan can hack hack it, it. Um, ask me on Monday morning Colin what do you think
1: Huge pressure on him. Um, you know, ju-
0: just, uh, look, first
1: game, but in terms of, I had, I heard more today, Brennan McManus has never made it for more than 55 yards um, outside of a dome or outside a mile high. Uh, nobody has made it up more than 56 yards uh, at Lumen field. And for some reason they decided 64. He still hasn't given a good answer to why they decided that. Um, he walked it back a little bit. Our friend Troy Renk asked him the question the other day and he said, oh, of course we should have, um, you know, we, if we do it differently given uh, the, the opportunity because we missed the field goal. But that didn't answer the question. Why did you decide to go for a 64-yard field goal? It's ridiculous. He hasn't answered that question. The OC tried to brush it off when he faced the media. Not a good week. Very early, plenty of time, expected to get better. But I would say that the, the Broncos coaching staff haven't covered themselves in glory this week.
2: Well, two things, it's kind of similar to what Colin said. Like he made a decision, he could have said it after the game, we, made, we, we our analysis was if we got to the forty-six, hash, we were going for a field goal. But like, that doesn't have to stay the, stay the same. You, you, you take it as on the benefits to the game. As Johnny Joy was saying, like, you take it on the merits of the game, and in that situation of 4-5, the merits should have been that he should have went for it and got themselves into a better field goal range. And I didn't like the manner of his press conference, to be honest, the other day, when he did roll back, he was very kind of relaxed about it and he was smirking to the media. I mean, it's your first game as a head coach and you've lost the game in bizarre manner and you weren't very really good in terms of your play going throughout the game. I thought you should have been a little bit more serious about the situation, but maybe that's that's his demeanour. Maybe that's the way he goes about his, his business. I found it a little bit off-putting.
0: Okie doke, we'll leave it there. So we've got one more question from Owen saying, who's the first head coach sacked? Uh, I am going to say it'll be either Mick McCarthy, apparently he's now called Mick, or Cliff Kingsbury. Si- Simon Clancy and my employer has... Uh, genuinely brainwashed me into thinking Cliff Kingsbury is going to be sacked before week 10 of the season. He's convinced it's going to happen, so I believe him. Do you think there's a chance that could happen, Kong Kingsbury in Arizona? It's a tough start to the season. He hits him, so I just go with the flow. I'm like, okay. So, I don't know.
1: Um, I I think the GM is potentially under even more pressure than uh, Kingsbury, but yeah, I would agree. I think between uh, Mike McCarthy and, and Kingsbury, they're under, they're both under enormous, enormous pressure. Could there be a surprise? Of course, there was a surprise last year as well. But yeah, looking at it as we sit here today, those would be the two.
2: Um, I suppose Matt Rule is the obvious contender, but I guess it'll depend on how the games go over the course of the next few weeks. I think the McCarthy won is a slam dunk because I think Jerry will use the, the uh, Dak Prescott situation to his benefit here. If they lose six or seven games, despite the fact they've done no quarterback, he might find a way to ease him out. But uh, he, I, or he'll just wait till the end of the season. You're right, There could be a surprise. I'd, I'd probably say Matt Rule more so than anybody else because there's, there's no expectation for him. He's on a hiding to nothing. If you read any of the podcasts by Panthers, Panthers Grave and Cat's Grave and a few other ones, and even if you read State, sides, so a lot of fans are very disgruntled by the way in which he coaches games and uh, that can't last forever.
0: Reading podcasts. I must try that next week. Now, folks, do not read our podcast. Please do listen to it. I'm joking. It's 11 o'clock at night. I'm the having a look. The yard coming
2: on the back of the podcast. Yes,
0: <laughs> we have got a double cheeseburger, double header Monday night. We got the Titans and the Bills. We have got the Vikings and the Eagles on a double Monday night. No harm to the crack, and we'll debate this on Monday. It should be like this every week. We should have two games on a Monday night for the sheer crack of it. Uh, looking forward to it, lads. And I know it's going to be a interesting and a very very. Good, good fun uh, weekend for Sunday, for week two. Uh, check out our Fanzo Pickham League. Uh, it's on Twitter. It'll be tweeted out a few times this weekend. If you're heading into Dublin on Sunday, head to the Wallshed and... Uh, yeah it's going to be a really really busy few weeks and really looking forward to it. big thanks for Cassidy Travel for the continuous support of the show please do check out the email link for Jamie in the bio of YouTube and also the bio of the podcast and the podcast segments that go out in this broadcast uh, we've got one final question there from Jeff saying lads are ye broadcasting live for the Denver game in London TBC Jeff we'll see the crack maybe I'll be in Wembley on the Thursday singing songs who knows what's going to happen it's all tbc but for now though lads it's a uh, i guess that that's it isn't it there's, there's nothing else to add here is there no,
1: no looking forward to week uh, two hope uh, everyone enjoys it and as i said uh monday night doubleheader to uh, really round off the weekend
0: folks keeper let's have a great weekend and enjoy week two and sunday good luck